the ever-growing list of shit to fix. Abyss is still on her phone. I didn't know we were going. I'm tattling. We're we're going to get ready to go. Can you please stop looking for fucking Pokemon Go characters? No. Can you... (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is everyone in the goddamn world looking for fucking Pokemon characters or what? I think everyone but you and I. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the sexy lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of a perverted studio audience of awesomeness. Hello, perverts. Hi. I'm Kathy. I'm a bit. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's still there. God damn it. Just a buzzing go. noise. Just let it go. It's, I can't let it go. Let it just go. Let it go. Oh, just, God, oh, don't. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a way to calm that. my fucking nerves. <laughs> go straight from Pokemon Go into Frozen songs, and I'm just a, a bell of joy. You're crotchety wah, tonight. Wah, wah, I am crotchety. It's 800 wah, wah, fucking degrees wah, in here, and I got a buzz wah, that I can't wah, figure wah. out. Crotchety old man to my left here. And it's right. so easy. It's so easy. For you guys just to sit down. All I do is show ex- up. And expect <laughs> shit to work. <laughs> oh, poor Boogie. <laughs> it's such a hard Boogie here. <laughs> I had a month. A month. Remember remember that? Remember yeah, in the nice. long, long ago? It was glorious. Three, four You'll weeks ago? you soon. No. Yes. No, it yes. won't. Someday no, threshold will, <laughs> threshold will have AC. <laughs> and I'm wearing jeans because we had a TV show uh recording what is that have you ever heard of the show botched it's an yes. e-network show yeah they're doing like, a they're doing a pickup scene right now over and i'm telling you the producer was fucking hot she was attractive are we She's allowed to talk about this didn't we sign a contract with them as renters i mean no oh <laughs> no, man no, they hand us money and <laughs> that's it anybody by the, the way who wants to rent a threshold we'll just talk your yeah, shit we'll just all talk your shit it's a show it's a fucking show there i'm not giving away any of the show i don't even that i just never saying they're, that use, they're using the facility i don't know anything about the show all i know is the producer's hot and i'm like sure come in if you need us you know the red light will be on but don't worry just come on in and uh you know whatever you're you, like we're professionals we're too totally <laughs> professionals you could come and be on the show we have a bulb that was like <laughs> 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 we have a bulb. Wait, wait. We have a red bulb outside. Unger, Unger, your bulb. Chest the blue light, and we have a blue. Thank you. We have, we have two, a blue and two a red. Bulbs. What the fuck did they have at E Network? What did they have? And a disco ball. And a disco ball. I see that. We've never used it. That is awesome. Well, they're all enjoying the uh, the new main room of Threshold because we had our uh, Threshold paint party. Thank you very much. I heard of it. I was not there. There is no more icky brown on the walls. It is now nice and like a blue-black. Sam was there. Uh, Mark was there. Yeah. We were, uh, like, 16 of us showed up, and we literally... You get 16 volunteers to show up, because Threshold's a volunteer organization. 16 volunteers showed up, and literally... What was the first coat? The first coat was done in, like, what, 45 minutes? 
It was just like and a mind machine. mind you, if you've never been to Threshold, the main room is a very, very large room. It's pretty big. It's about a thousand. It's a little, maybe a little more than a thousand square feet. It's a big. It's, it's a big room. It's a big room. And we lots just lots of stuff on the walls. Lots of furniture to have to move. Yeah, you got. I haven't it. seen. Well, it we yet. did all. Tom, uh, Tom facilities. Tom and and I did you know the prep and Tom did all the major prep and built stuff and whatever. So it was just a great volunteer. It. it we did the hallway. <laughs> the hallway was great. Um, what was just great about it is is it is a volunteer organization, and it's been a while since we had a work day, and so we're like, is anyone going to show up? Because it seems like some people are a little apathetic. You're all, ah, fuck it, it gets done. They just expect it to get done. But it was just really nice to see that many people just show up and just like, what do we do? And it was just done, and then they're like, what else do we do? And I'm like, I don't know, clean shit. <laughs> I think we have angry board member Corey to thank for that. Yes. <laughs> He's publicity also. Isn't Delicate she? flower Corey put the fire under a lot of asses. Oh, you get the fucking I love threshold. Her. She sent me a card. Did she? She did. She's nice to you. She's <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Abyss has quelled the beast. It's because we do Disney. That yeah, must oh, be that's a, the Disney your connection. Disney connection. Okay. What else is going on? Were we going to talk about Carnival Carnival, Carnival, Carnival really Car- quick? Carnival Carnival is coming up. Up on the 23rd of this oh. month, which if, is a Saturday. If you are in the Los Angeles or yes. surrounding areas, it is our, uh, One of big, our fundraisers. big fundraiser events, but it's like a carnival. You have dildo bowling and, you know, ring toss, strap on ring toss and spanking booths and different types of things that you can try very lightly, you know, some of the kinks. Yes, July 23rd from 1 to 7. And then an awesome after party. Let me just tell you, stay yeah, that's, that party. is that always is, just a packed, it's a great insane event. party. And there's going to be lots of vendors, and more importantly, taster booths. The taster booths. So people can try out if you've never tried anything and you're curious about needles or needles, electricity, spanking, rope. electricity, anything. You can come in and get a little taster of it. Get a little taster. Which I think pretty much everyone here is actually volunteering for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is here. another. This is all, Potato Mayhem is all volunteers. Yep. Yeah. Carnival Carnival still needs volunteers. Contact yes. volunteers at uh, threshold.org. Yes, volunteers and, uh, you can, uh, with an S. Yes, volunteers with an S. And uh, as will harass you into uh, into getting the work done. Then she'll orgasm for you. That was a great orgasm. It was not to not to go back, but you know, that was not an adorable just, orgasm. That was a that was I love uh, a little hiccup at the end. It, it was very <laughs> exciting that uh, people are sending it and they're saying perverted podcast at the end. So uh, what else, uh, Unger? Unger? <laughs> Unger. Oh, oh. oh God! What? Yes. Um, can you please ask the chat room? For celebrities, for us to masturbate uh, to. Oh I did no. that like ten minutes ago. I've oh, already got a list started. You already it. have a start. Really? Yeah. Don't tell us yet. Uh, are we? Are we going to wait to find out what that oh, is? Yeah, go ahead. If you got a list, the then, well, then let us know. Complete because we don't have anything anyone for uh, Kathy yet. We'll okay. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. Give Kathy's me. all yes. Kathy <laughs> needs something really dirty. Oh, Some, they're, they're, I'm sure something dirty, yeah. but it has to be mildly current and not uh, just not a cartoon. Yeah, not cartoons. Those no gang bangs. Those didn't work. Kathy's on a roll now. I'm on a roll. Kathy is on a roll. She actually had her orgasm oh, last the, time for the, the first pressure. time. We want to see if she can just enjoy. You know that, and if not, no pressure. It's cool, man. <laughs> it's hey, cool. At least it wasn't in a tent. All right. (laughs) (laughs) With people outside going, what's going on in there? What are you doing in there, bitch? You want some meat? (laughs) We got meat here. Why is the tent shaking? (laughs) Did, by the way, did we ever get any response for our request for a man on the street thing? 
Didn't you put out a we call, Perm, on the We absolutely 100% did not. Uh-huh. We put out a call, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Cause I thought I, we were going to try and get uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Daddy, Daddy to do it. You just got to point at people, really. I'm I'm pretty sure he would go God out and violate God damn it, be our people. fucking po- volunteers. Yeah. Perverted yeah. podcast. We actually just organized the volunteers. Actually, Miss Curious, uh, Caitlin, and Aurelia are all going to kind of work together and take different projects. Which is good, because that is one heck of a job. There's just so many yeah. things, social media and links exchange all that shit so the volunteers that we have been blowing out for the last month we are getting back to you we apologize there's been so much going on we are now organized and we have people hold on what the fuck was that what what was what it looked like Unger just had a seizure in the corner. What happened now? He's probably... I got a, I got a request for Kathy. Oh, no. <laughs> why, why did they do this? He literally... Unger, like, do you want to compile your shit. list for a little longer and we'll get back to you? Definitely. Okay, good. We'll be back to you. <sighs> Unger Oy. doing the thing in the chat room. All right, we have one less thing. And I kind of wanted to mention this. We're going to talk about... Uh, this uh, a little bit later. Uh, there's a company you know the company because you have one of the toys, Lilo, mm-hmm. which is like the high end kind of like fancy schmancy sex toys, like really nice uh, upper end sex toys. Do you, you? What do you have? You have? I don't remember what it's called. It goes buzz, buzz, buzz in my it, hoo ha. It's oh. a thing that gets her <laughs> off, man. It's a hoo ha <laughs> thing. Anyway, they're kind of known to be kind of like upper end and like cutting edge. They have recently like re-engineered. The condom. And this is, I know this is lame, but this is actually really exciting because if anyone out there, especially guys that are nerds and like sci-fi and like cool nerdy stuff, this actually makes me want to wear a condom. They have this thing now called the hex condom. And they've <laughs> literally, they, they have redesigned it to where it's like instead of just one piece that can pop and break, it actually has like 360 little molded hex things wow so it looks like a beehive like an alien beehive on your dick it looks fucking awesome i i'm lilo.com if you want to read some of the things did you already get them i i want i was gonna order and i said dude these are awesome because the whole i mean everything advertising you're gonna pitch the best qualities of your of your uh your idea but the stuff they were saying was actually really right on about trying to inspire people to you know Use condoms because safer sex. safer sex, you know, I mean, every all the condom companies are safer sex, but they were really trying to innovate uh, the condom to kind of get some excitement back into using it and take away some of the lame stigmas of using it. So this one's supposed to be really comfortable and go on or whatever. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, no matter what, we want to talk about this because this sounds really fun and we want to promote. Uh, you know, protecting yourself and using condoms. And if something new and cool looking makes your dick look like a spaceman and or a bee, honey, whatever, stinger, and it makes you use more rubbers when you fuck, that's going to be healthier in the long run for what we're doing. So I reached out and I said, hey, is it possible that you could, because I got a pitch, you know, <laughs> I got a pitch, you know, because we have such a whopping audience who wouldn't want to send us samples. So uh, they absolutely agreed. They said, okay, well, we're going to do the, you know, we're doing the presale now. They've sold like 500,000 of them. Articles have been written on these things. It really looks exciting. And they're actually going to send us some of these so we can do some penetrato. Mm, Abyss Mark. Are you guys ready to get uh, bee stung? Get a little uh, alien bee stingy with some hex condoms. All right. So we're (laughs) going to try that. But here, I just wanted to read this real quick because this is what uh, came out today. uh, And I thought this was cool. They actually upgraded the condom uh, by putting the word respect on each condom. Oh, 
This is what, and here's why. Having released the hex condom, blah, 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 we're awesome, we're awesome. Um, the recent explosion in STI transmissions coupled with declaring rates on condom usage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Lilo has announced each and every one of its new condoms will have the word respect integrated into its hexagonal design to help promote the importance of consent and enjoyment in all sexual relationships. And the CEO of the company goes on to give an entire speech about poor sex education in other countries and, you know, in this, you know, all the things that we talk about on the show. And that <laughs> the idea is hopefully that that little respect at the base of your condom, you know, is Remind just a you. reminder that your partner is somebody that is worthy of respect. Well, not and just it, your partner, but you. Yeah. That it's respecting respect junk, man. It's, it's mutual respect yeah. for both you and your partner. I can't wait to try this thing out. How cool. So we'll give you some for uh, Sir Your Dude? So yeah. I don't know how many they're going to say. I mean, they're not that expensive. So, I mean, I'll, <laughs> if they don't I send us actually, that many. Yeah, no, I may actually pre- uh, pre-order. This, they sound cool. Yeah. So uh, so once they, we get them, we'll do some, uh, you know, we'll do some so, uh, Some little product, investigative we'll do research. Some product development. And uh, and get on to that. I think I it'll like be very it. excited. But it, uh, just the whole thing sounded That's really neat. good. So. What the heck was that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be this. Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. Shut up! <laughs> For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. <laughs> Why do you Why? laugh at my fails? <laughs> Just Kevin, Why? Kevin's like fucking on losing it. <laughs> Why do you taunt me with my failure? You don't sit there. I don't. I don't know how to fix the buzz. Oh my god! god. You do a great job, Boogie. <laughs> Let, let's go on and talk about fat life. Sure. All right. Why so not? This is our friend Spanish Red again. She's mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, she totally is, and she's a great writer. She wrote a post called "I'll Violate My Own Damn Consent." Thank you. Which, let me just say, <laughs> this was listener submitted by our own Mark. Really? Yes. She brought this to my attention. Very good, Mark. I'm very happy. So she's talking, a Spanish writer is talking about how she and her uh, past partner, whom she refers to as E, they both wanted to play with uh, unconditional submission and degradation without knowing anything about DS. Always Yikes. ends oh. well. <laughs> Live and learn. <laughs> She's very uh, honest about this. So what she says is, I handed over the keys to my psyche. I gave them to a compassionate but unseasoned player who ultimately left my self-esteem dragging on the floor. I felt abused, so he must have been an abuser, no? There are not five shades of gray between consent and consent violation. There are a thousand We don't like to talk about all those grays because it can be incredibly dangerous to give the genuinely abused anything but a black and white picture of their abusers. The problem is, it's dangerous not to present those grays. 18 months ago, I was sure I'd escaped a dark and evil dom. It took a lot of time to work through the truth and figure out that E could not protect my consent without information from me. Hmm. This is a very interesting topic because what she's talking about is her own responsibility. Right. And she's being very honest. She says he was compassionate, but unseasoned that he he left her self-esteem dragging on the floor. She's not excusing him in any way, but she's also not saying and this is all totally on him if she notices that she had some responsibility in it. Absolutely. 
But she is right, absolutely right, when she says that it can be incredibly dangerous to give the genuinely abused anything but a black and white picture of their abusers. You want to be very careful because you can easily cross over into a space where you're making the victim feel as if they did something, they could have prevented this in some way. So there are gray areas, but we're all very nervous about talking about those gray areas for fear of making the victim feel even worse. Well, I feel like in this one, it was she flat out said, hey, we were both not experienced in this. Pretty much we played with fire way too soon and we're not prepared for the consequences. Um, In my play, I don't I don't do degradation and I don't do humiliation because I (laughs) I guess I'm shallow and I'm not willing to pick up the pieces of someone like physical injuries I will take responsibility for emotional and hits to that I I, I personally can't I really like the making the difference here because if we don't dig into the gray areas and butt hurt some people along the way we're never going to come to any truths if everything lives on spectrums of either black or white then even that is going to do an injustice to the victims and education of the the people who can in this situation. I mean, this is an isolated situation. There are so many dynamics here. So we're just going to deal with this situation. In this situation, I think there is a difference between an abuser and an abusive action. Because she said he wasn't intentionally trying to fuck her up he was just ignorant inexperienced and maybe his form of degradation and humiliation caused a bunch of damage in her because they just didn't know i think the intent has a lot to do with how to resolve this specific situation well yeah it's she's specifically talking about play right Mm -hmm. right we're not talking about something like a more heinous crime that's actually is a crime we're talking about what happens in bdsm play and she I mean, she mentions two of probably the the big ones. Unconditional submission and degradation. I mean, those are huge. Especially to someone who she flat out says is unexperienced. They both were, yeah. yeah like, I mean, I've watched, to bring him up, actually, uh, I've watched Hollywood Daddy do degradation scenes and stuff. And it's, you have to know what the fuck you're doing. I don't think there's anything wrong. And this is where everyone is terrified is terrified to say if something was done differently it would have had a different result because that's the truth we can't change the past i can't change the mistakes that i have made i can't change the errors and judgment i've made i can't change the damage that i've done to other people because i've done emotional damage to other people based on my ignorance and my resentments and fears and insecurities narcissism I have done that damage, but what I can do is is look at what happened in the past and make changes to my behaviors today or protect myself differently today. We're not going to say that people weren't abused in the past, but I think it's really dangerous to say that we can't say that things can be done in the future better. There's no, we, we all know the, the black and white is, there's no excuse for rape, there's no excuse for abuse, everyone should negotiate, these are, the, these are the bottom lines, there's no give on these things. 
But I think going forward in the future, there are definitely things that we can take action for ourselves based on our education now, knowing how to do things differently. Well, and to quote you, you don't know what you don't know until you, you know, know you don't know it. <laughs> yeah. So. And um, I think in instances like this, timing is everything, too, because she does say it was quite a while from the, be- the time she broke it off to later. And I've, I've noticed that in my introspection, too. When I feel that I have been a victim of anything, even if it's just verbal abuse from someone outside of the community, I, I, I go into a crisis mode where I take care of myself first. I'm certainly not doing the kind of mental research and cataloging I have to do to figure out where my responsibility lay. After a certain amount of time, I then take inventory to find sure. out where my responsibility lies. And so um, I I think that, that there is a kind of hysteria about um, don't talk about what you ha- as a victim were responsible for because that's too close to shaming. Right. That's too close and it can and it can be tricky. She's right. You you don't want to do it at the wrong time. You don't want to do it at the, with the wrong intensity and and actually end up hurting the victim. But I think timing is everything and you have to in order to be a, and this is just my opinion because it has worked for me to be a healthy individual. You have to look at where your responsibility lies too. And this is, may come off poorly and it may come off callous, but if if anything of these situations, it's what have we learned? And I'm saying as a personal reference, like refer uh, reference, if I have a situation where I feel that I have uh, been slighted or abused or something along those lines, I look back into going and I'm not excusing my abuser or excusing what's been done against me, but looking back and going, okay, what can I do to prevent this from ever happening again? And that's just damn smart. That's there's wisdom. nothing bad about that's that. That's just wisdom. Yeah. You know? If, if there's going to be a shitty situation, I want to at least figure out how I can prevent myself from being in that shitty position again. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm very, uh, thank you to Spanish Red for being so It's a great topic. We're going to be on this topic from last week's topic, which I got so many emails um, saying so many things about the rape culture conversation that we had, both pro and con. Um, of what our interpretation is. And I think I'm just going to just commit myself, and I know you guys are backing this, that we're going to keep having this conversation. And everyone can just have to know that we're trying to work the best solution. It's not going to be pretty. This is not a pretty conversation to have. There are going to be times where you're not going to understand my point of view or Kathy or Abyss's point of view. And you're going to think, and there was people that said, wow, I really didn't expect hearing that from this person. And that really confused me. And the reality is, is all three of us here and pretty much everyone that walks in this door on this show doesn't want people to be abused. We want to help people find the best answers to recover from their abuse. We want to help people not have that happen. So whatever comes out of our mouth is us trying to work out the best solution to help people be empowered and to have people be educated. That is that is the goal. Am I? Are you guys in agreement with that? 
I would agree 100%. I don't think there's anybody in this room who... Who uh, wants anyone to be abused. Well, no, I say that because no, when things are said, you go, holy shit, man. Does that, is that, does that mean you're supporting rape culture? Does that mean you're supporting this? No, it just means we're trying to have a conversation and figure out. And we can bury our fucking heads in the sand like ostrich and not say anything because we don't want to offend or hurt anyone's feelings. And then the problem continues. And people keep being abused and no one gets educated. So we're going to have the conversation and it's going to be messy and just stick with us and add your own input. Let's have this conversation until we can start making solutions that are practical, rational and actually get the job done. Uh, I agree with you. I think I know what you're trying to say. I will never stop expressing my opinion or and I will never stop from always saying that this is my opinion and it's in my experience if i have facts to back it up i will but i there's so often that i've said the words in my experience or in my opinion or based on what i've seen i don't expect everybody to agree with me particularly when it is a a volatile issue but um i would i do i would want for people to really listen to what's being said and not get let hysteria take over and start putting words in my mouth exactly. when they are misinterpreting what it is I'm saying. When it's all right, all you it's have right to Kathy. They were probably talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I, we get very specific, and this is not the only area where we've disagreed on something. or We've, we've pissed had off lots of people. <laughs> yeah. So um, my suggestion would just be to try to take yourself out of what it is that you think is being said and really listen to what is being said. Because if anybody came away from that uh, conversation we had thinking that I or any of us in any way condone this or think that it does not exist, you weren't listening. You absolutely were not listening and you allowed something that was on your mind or, or a preconceived notion to, to jump in and make assumptions. Because I, it, those words never came out of my mouth and I never even implied it. So what we were having was a discussion on uh, the interpretation uh, and the definition of a term. And that is not, apparently nobody heard that. Apparently what they heard something completely different. And I will say that uh, while I will not uh, stop from voicing my opinion, if you want to hear it, I will also not uh, endeavor to try and change someone's mind or engage in what I consider to be something futile when you're not hearing what I'm saying. Because I love lively discussion. It is one of the reasons I love coming here so much and being on the podcast. I enjoy conversing and having smart discussion but i i have no desire whatsoever to try and change someone's mind or to make them see something make them see my point of view or to bring them over to my camp not at all so it's at times like that where i back off and go i i have no dis- desire to be in this in this uh envir- environment that's almost like warfare i i it doesn't the hold other, any interest for me whatsoever the other thing is guys this is opinion based if you guys don't agree with your opinions, please send in stuff. Send in opinions. We want to hear the other we opinions. Like, we <laughs> like mail. I think everyone's prepared. I'm just basically preparing the kids out there in perverted podcast land that we're still going to say some crazy fucking controversial shit no. because that's what needs to be said. And none of us Boogie? are- <laughs> Crazy controversial shit? I think the conversations Me? are A good. Bit? In general, no. everyone that responded said, wow, it's just great that you're- 
talking about this. And yeah, we have a lot of fun and stick things inside of people's asses and pussies, and and that's what I like, you know. But I just I think there needs to be a balance that there's a world out there and people are hurting and trying to find ways and we're trying to find a way too so fuck it let's just do it together and have some fucking fun i like it on it get her done <laughs> on get it. Her <laughs> all right do we have time for the another one yeah let's just do the other one okay well this <laughs> other one is by pink pixie very, very cute name she wrote a post called what's wrong with being heteroflexible she has nice boobs of course, yeah. yeah. I, I went and perved some I, pictures. I know you perved. I'm pretty, if it was her site, she's kind of, she's kind of cute. All right, she's talking body. about a, a piece of writing on FetLife that she found. God, you're a pig. In which <laughs> the poster. Okay. <laughs> was that a pig noise? It was. Ah. Because I just I just called him a pig. Oh, so okay. so I pulled out piggy. He did. That's a purple okay, piggy. Anyway, you got nice titties. Oh my god. Yeah. So heteroflexible. Yes. She she read something on FetLife in which the poster, who was a female bisexual, okay. uh, was criticizing women for choosing the term heteroflexible as their chosen sexual orientation. Here She had two major gripes. This is not the person, Pink Pixie. She's referring to another poster. The, the poster said that it's a term that's used by heterosexual women who only like to play with other women in the presence of their heterosexual male partners in order to turn them on. That's gripe number one. The second reason she does not like the term heteroflexible is it does a disservice to bisexual women or lesbians who may play with this so-called heteroflexible woman and end up getting feelings for her that will never be reciprocated by said heteroflexible woman because she was just using them. Well, I've actually heard oh my this. God. Well, I, my, I, my ex-girlfriend felt the, felt the same way. So, uh, uh. all right. So this is actually what Pink Pixie says. Here's what my problem, li- where my problem lies. What if I admit that part of my love of being heteroflexible is because it turns on my heterosexual male partner. What right. if I admit I like playing with women just for fun and I'm not offering a deeper emotional connection to them? If that's what I like, isn't heteroflexible the perfect designation for me? If I said I was bisexual, I would be lying. If I said I was heterosexual, it would be true on a certain level. Saying that I'm heteroflexible sends the exact message that I want. I mainly identify as being heterosexual, but I like to play with other women at times, and I find pleasure in doing so. Isn't the whole sexual designation box a place to put out to the kink community what it is you are and what you're looking for? And isn't my designation as heteroflexible doing just that? Yes. Thank and you. And dude, like seriously, fucking eat a bag of dicks. Like, fuck off. Uh, I get it. My, That's okay, not heteroflexible. Actually, <laughs> I, actually, I... Eat dicks and vaginas occasionally. No, That's but, heteroflexible. I, I identify as heteroflexible. So for me, it's just like, fuck off. Someone got, someone got burned and now she's fucking bitchy. Yes. This is actually... I've heard this from the gay community to the bisexual community. Because yes. there was a big, for a long time before the the gay community really came out and was very bold i heard a lot of stories that bisexual people who were bisexual were kind of looked down on yep. by people who were gay <laughs> for not making up their mind and being the same kind of argument oh you're not being cons-. it wasn't across the board this was a small minority of people that made a judgment call for I whatever was, i think it was the old school folks who for the like, whatever no because they, i've heard this from like a lot of the older uh gay men like i had a very dear friend who was the cattiest bitch i had ever met and he flat out said he's like you know what fucking bisexual people are and i'm like what and he goes fucking greedy that's all i'm like oh 
So yeah, no, there's like very judgmental there. <laughs> I think it was fabulous. So I enjoy the term heteroflexible. I enjoy people who identify uh, that. I think it's one of the least title-oriented titles. It is more of just a description because of the word flexible. Flexible means so many things. Flexible means I could want a relationship occasionally with somebody of the same sex. I could just want to play occasionally. It, uh, it's one of the few titles that actually uses, <laughs> it uses the word that, set, that gives somebody some independence. That says, hey, who I am with is who inspires me in that way. So well, I actually, it's one of the only terms that I actually like. See, that one to me is more pan. At that point, if you're pansexual, it's what's bringing. Uh, I know because I but actually here's the thing. I, I my ex girlfriend who was a lesbian woman is no longer had the same gripe, and she's one of these old school people who. And she would explain to me why. She would explain to me the partner after partner after partner who would come. She'd have a relationship with them, and then she'd find out that they actually were using her. So that shit actually does happen, and they run to their, their husbands or their boyfriends after they've gotten their fix, or, or they've had that's their threesome. A, that's a negotiation and issue. I, I get it. So I get that the prejudice is out there, and the longer you've been in the gay community, the more often you see it, and you, you, you come to hate the term bisexual or heteroflexible. No, I see, happen see, to, to me, I think there are two very different terms. Uh, well, oh, I yeah, absolutely yeah. agree, but I think that they get bunched in. In, and from a certain perspective, you just dismiss anybody who who identifies with with the, either one of those things. Well, like for me, this was my big defining like because I don't see it as I get turned on by other women who because my partner who is male, I do it to turn him on. That's not you how don't? I no. Um, what? <laughs> what? No. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> you are not a service oriented submissive are you have have you met abyss <laughs> neil neil anywho neil not working boogie <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta babe. fix this finger apparently it's broken my neil finger is broken um but basically for me because i did at one point think that i identified as bisexual because i do have attraction to women and i have sexual attraction to women but what i realized for me was i had a sexual attraction but when it came to the actual relationship, I realized I was not good with being able to have a actual romantic relationship with another woman. So for me, that's why I went back to heteroflexible. Because for me, I couldn't wrap my head around having a girlfriend full time. But this is why I like that term. If I come across somebody who identifies as heteroflexible, just like... Pink Pixie said, I know exactly what I'm getting into. I know that I will never. Non-committal motherfuckers. No, that, I w- <laughs> that you're, you have no problem playing with a woman, that the, the thought of another woman touching you even sexually does not gross you out. But you don't want a relationship. You don't want any kind of committed long-term loving relationship. Not set in stone, but that's at least who you are. I know exactly what I'm getting into, and I appreciate someone who knows enough about themselves that that's how they identify. Because I don't have to get into a huge conversation now. I know who you are. I know what you like, and I know that you're mostly hetero heterosexual, and but that you don't mind playing with women. There are a lot of people like that. the The lady who we you, you and I co taught boogie. Sure. She's I would I I would say 
she hasn't told me, but I would label her without knowing more information as heteroflexible because she had never played with really a woman. Right. But she had no problem with my hands on her sexually or playing with her or messing with her nipples or doing any of that stuff that, that was, was hot, real. Wasn't it? That was a lot of good down. <laughs> <laughs> but that was perfect. I know that this woman is not bisexual. She doesn't identify as being gay. She said, if someone says heteroflexible, like I said, love it. Great designation, and I don't see why anybody would have a problem with that. Or, oh God, or or we we throw the titles completely out the window, and when you meet somebody, you just say, hey, who are you? Well, you're going to. Who it's just are you? Well, then you don't need any yes, fucking titles. Yes, yes, we you have, know you, can you put hate a, everything you, you that can has put a title. A title you, I mean, yeah, you can put a title that says whatever the fuck, but then under it, it should could have a little subtext. How about you fucking ask me? Just ask me what I'm into. I'll tell you. That's the conversation. Don't fucking text me. Ask me a question, but people and I'll need tell you labels. who I. That's they are fine. They need labels. Necessary. That's fine to start with a label, but when we just say, "Oh, this is that," and whatever, just ask. Have it's a conversation a quick guide, with me. Because when I look it at your pro, guide. when I look at your profile and it says straight, sure, that immediately tells me you have. That no is, interest in I mail have, today. <laughs> I have no problem with that, but I have been asked, even though I have straight on my profile, I have been asked by women if I want to have sex with men. They That's ask fine. me a question, and then look at that. Look how magical I get to say. I say, well, you know what? I didn't wake up fantasizing about dudes this morning, so I guess I'll still, you know, stick with chicks. And how wonderful that that person now not only sees the title, but now has actually gotten to know me on a little bit better level by having a conversation with me. Yes. Well, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> why are you guys all butter? Whatever. <clears throat> I don't know nothing. Uh, well, I, thank you to both Spanish Red and Pink Pixie. Those were great topics. And she has nice boobs. Time for a really bad, dirty joke. It might suck. Yeah. All right. Really bad joke. You guys ready? Ready no. for this? Are we ever? Are you ready for this? Here it comes. What three words do you never want to hear a bulimic waitress say? A bulimic waitress? What three words do you never want to hear her say? Coming right up! Oh. Yes, that was a really bad joke. What do you want, squirrels? I have no words. Uh, Has I think we should. Okay. Yeah, no. No. Unger! Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say something. Did he catch an Eevee? I wrote that joke. Did you? Yeah, I did. Because uh, I couldn't find no it. My computer wonder. died and I couldn't find the bad jokes. So I, I said, got I got a, bad jokes. I don't think your hold computer on, died. I have a question. I, think I, have a question. Unger. I have a question. What? Unger, did you, did you catch a Pokemon while you were sitting there? He's laughing. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking damn it. I don't even know what that means. What are you guys referring uh, to? Well, I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. No, it's it's the new craze that all the kids love. It's uh, Pokemon Go. It is like literally a viral Wasn't that zombie. an 80s thing or a 90s thing? No, they, thing? Brought, 90s. they brought it back. And now it's a thing where you actually have it hooked to your GPS and you actually have to go places to catch Pokemon and people drive around and like zombies and drive into bad neighborhoods. No, stop with the driving <laughs> thing. Like, seriously. Or they walk, like you a, know, you walk. Like a geocache? Yeah, kind of. Oh. Yeah, so you're like in an area, you're going to Starbucks or whatever and uh, a coffee what, house. Someone throws one at you? And, or no, <laughs> it, it, it appears you like look and it says in this area you can go and get this Pokemon. I'll show you, I'll show you afterwards. It's okay. a lot of, ooh, it's a bat one. 
So now you have all these. I mean, it's kind of good that people are getting out and walking around and stuff. But it's like there was a meme that said uh, Nintendo did something in 24 hours that Michelle Obama has been trying to do for eight, eight years. And that's get people to walk. (laughs) <laughs> and it's actually <laughs> true. Oh, okay. Well, that's, so that's it. And everyone's on it. And I don't uh, know. I, I right. just, you I know, get, I, I, I just don't want to see someone walk into traffic. Wasn't there an accident that just got caused Probably. by someone pulling over on the freeway trying to catch a fucking imaginary oh, digital so fucking bad. creature? Hunger, right. <laughs> did they Unger, get the do masturbation? Yet? I had to flip a coin for Kathy. Oh, nice. All right. Flip a coin. Giggity. Give us our <laughs> give us our uh, celebrity masturbation challenge. Alrighty, so um, I'm ready for Abyss. They gave Adrian Brody. Oh, what? I like him. I have to Google That's it. That's the thin guy with the big <laughs> nose, right? What? Yes. Yeah. Mm, you can just mount that he's big old fucking beak. You can mount that beak and get it in you. Suggesting oh, he's he's quirky. Suggesting yeah. either King Kong or Splice as the roles. I King Kong. <laughs> Of course. You're going to fuck a monkey? Size matters. <laughs> you want to fuck a big monkey? He wasn't, he wasn't the monkey. Oh. All right. <laughs> you got her? She, she's, okay. For Boogie, it's been pretty much unanimous Emma Watson. <laughs> oh, Emma Watson? No. From Harry Potter? Hermione Granger. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Now. No, it's going to be tough. Really? I, I mean, I, I'll do it, you know? Oh. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, my cock is community property. Great song by Steel Panther. Wow. So um, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll bang her. But I'm just telling you, for some reason, it was one of those that you're like, when she gets legal, she's going to be really cute. But it just never clicked in. Really? She's pretty. She's yeah. pretty. I'm not saying she's not mm-hmm. pretty. She's not boogie level hot. I'm just saying she, I kind of still kept her in the you know Harry Potter one. The, she's still like a yeah. kid. You know, I don't I don't I see. see her as a woman, and that's not insulting. So uh, until she does her nude scene, you won't see her. I mean, I think if yeah, I mean, I will make her a woman. <laughs> In in my fantasy, I will make you. And if a she woman. wants to act it out, there will probably be some anal, which that grows women up quick. Oh my! And God. Uh, so, okay, I'll take her, Miney. Uh, what'd you flip coins for for me? So the coin flip was between Morgan Freeman, yeah. and Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, Christopher Walken. I don't care what your damn coin said. <laughs> I, I love that man. That's what came up. Oh, good. <laughs> Please tell me you're gonna like do the voice. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I'll do Jay Moore doing the voice. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> Needs and more cowbell. Fever. The only thing that can help it is more, more cowbell. cowbells. Hey. <laughs> or or the Simpsons version of Goodnight Moon. Oh yeah, yeah. Or when he does the Raven. Holy cow, that's so good. Quote the Ravens never fucking more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you're doing the Vinny Paparino. I'm Mr. Carter. I don't know. Oh, it's Christopher Walken Cottle. It's hot in here. Oh shit! It is fucking <laughs> hot in here. <laughs> let's let's get someone on the mic here that we've been waiting for. Some magical, fill your mind with wonder and help you learn things too. But sometimes they suck, and that's why we have perverted podcast book reviews. <laughs> We're all banging our heads. <laughs> Remember, get all up on that shit. Natisse like. just <laughs> rolled up on her mic. <laughs> Natisse, of course, the only one in here with the diva chair. 
She's like, I'm not. She's all, I'm not sitting in your fucking I get a folding, folding chair. Metal chair. She's all, bring this chair from the office, and I will sit upon You're it. You're just jealous to do my. Yeah, we're all sitting here getting fucking hemorrhoids. No, nope, I got Natisa's, myself a pad. Yeah, those chairs are hot once you get they get mm-hmm. warmed up. Those metal mm-hmm. chairs. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. okay. How have you been doing, Natisse? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, yes. lady. Yeah. Hi, sweetie. Notice that your Mike Muff is now uh, like more of a rich burgundy. Yeah, yeah. We are moving on up. That's even right. with the little piece of tape. Don't, don't, uh, <laughs> the, the duct tape is important. It stops buzz. Apparently. No, Check out Natisse no. already on the roll. So what, uh, what do you got for us? What book did you do? You did the topping book last time. Right. I did the topping book last time. This time it's the new bottoming book. <laughs> also by yeah, look at that. You know, you I just know. know. <laughs> by, this is not going to be good. <laughs> um, no, no. By Darcy uh, Easton and Janet W. Hardy. Same people that wrote the topping book. Same people. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Okay, so um, what do you got? This will be a little more interactive between Very us than last time because okay, we're all it's really good bottoms. Because be. <laughs> <laughs> Natisse isn't necessarily a bottom or relates to the the bottom. Oh yeah, they're yeah. gonna find that out real quick okay um my first paragraph um oh well first off let me state that you know i had a very difficult time embracing this book you know although it's very informative and enlightening with regard to creating a a cohesive flow from novice to say full-scale masochist you know as well as in between somewhere they threw in submissive bottoms um but i personally found myself mentally screaming oh hell no <laughs> i was like oh no not uh, 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 nope nope not working for me at all and usually when i read something i try to put myself in the book <laughs> you, I was you, you just put running. yourself right you treated out this is more academia <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is- this was like can i get to the next chapter please just let me get through this you know they did handle it you know a lot of grace when they conveyed the message that there's nothing wrong with someone who wants to be a bottom, who wants to be beaten, humiliated, it's just not working for me, degraded, or even even something worse, you know. And in that sense, I found that the book was genuine. However, (laughs) you know, they they covered a lot of, a a wide range of emotions that they say bottoms want to have. And like I said, for me, difficult to relate to. So I have to stretch out to you guys and say, you know, would you agree that, you know, bottoms want that pass, you know, being passive and, you know, they want to be objectified and they have a neediness type of thing. You know, all those things I can't relate to. I'm sorry. You know, and, and they also delved into to the deeper side, you know, like the resentment and the anger and, you know, um, tragedy you know they discussed all that along with all the basics i'm really not this is not going to be a long review because a lot of it was in the topping book that i happen to enjoy very much <laughs> um but we now know like, where your kinks lie yeah <laughs> things like being safe and all that they did cover all that mm-hmm. you know it's just that they went into this whole you know, needy. I want to be disrespected. Ooh, uh, what the fuck kind of bottoms are these people talking about? Was that the they, only kind of bottoms they were talking about? Well, they they covered other bottoms, but they concentrated mainly on the fact that they were looking at bottoms that you know 
we're needy, oh. you know. Um, so there's actual a need, that, like a psychological need, like I am. Well, missing. see, that was the thing. They didn't. They didn't get into the psychological end of it. You know, this was more like erotic fun play. Right. You know, according as as far as they were concerned, you know, at one point in the book, they actually state they don't think a bottom can be a bottom twenty four seven. But yeah. you have to realize that both these women are switches. Right. Okay. You know, so they're they're coming from their end of of their experiences. But wrote you know, the bottom because book. I was like, wait a minute, what about people who are slaves? They're always bottoms. Right. You know, they don't. And a lot of well, slaves I, live slave twenty four seven. Sure. And also take into Ooh, account, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just me. Oh, okay. Um, also take into account too. What? I don't see a love connection here. No. I don't see bottom <laughs> energy going. Well, no, but I, you also have to take into account that these people, slaves, full time submissive stuff like that, they may be full time enslaved bottom positions to a person it does not mean that their entire lives they are bottoms that is to one person and one individual um we have a i've known a lot of quote-unquote power slaves who are very aggressive very go-getter very organized very have all the things you're looking for but they submit to somebody so in that dynamic that is where they bottom and where they enjoy being able to there is a freedom in bottoming there is a ability to let go if you can reach a point where your world this is gonna sound cheesy but whatever do it if your world can revolve around one idea of making someone else happy it's kind of like in that hive mentality kind of thing it's a it's a very like zen place to go at at times like when i became boogie's table like i was just the table i didn't have to do anything else i had one job it was very kind of almost meditative um i know like with sam when he is serving me he can get into a very he gets into a very good place he's very happy by my side and he he finds comfort there just like i have with boogie just like you know, Kathy has with her top. I think it's very much, there is absolutely, and I can understand having that gut, like gut reaction to what the actual fuck, but there is a place where bottoming and submitting can be very cathartic and peaceful. And I get that. I totally get that. I, I just don't think that in this particular book that I'm giving a C plus to, Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they conveyed that they well. They really <laughs> addressed it that well. They were more into eroticism and, you know, uh, you know, yes, they covered the basics in terms of be safe and, you know, consent and having all those before conversations. But every book does that. And right. any good book will do that. I mean, there is know. some fun and sexiness when with degradation and humiliation. I mean... Yeah, but, you know, based on everything you've said so far, I'm, I'm not too happy with that book because it sounds like they're pandering to the... Like porn style? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't sound to me like they talked at all about exactly what Abyss was saying. The difference between submitting to one individual while still maintaining your... 24-7, while still maintaining your own independence and, uh, and lifestyle. So... 
when you're submitting, it doesn't mean you lose your dignity. Yeah, it sounds to me like that's what they were saying almost. Yeah, and that's the, the the sort of impression I got out of the book. And like I said, aside from the fact that, you know, like I said, when they were talking about, you know, the degradation and stuff like that, uh, that's just a hell no for me. <laughs> you're like, all red, red, <laughs> red. As it, as it is for well, me. Yeah, like Natiz like and I, I have had many, yeah. many conversations and about I, this. And I told Boogie, I'm, I'm like, this is red, blue, orange, purple, whatever fucking color you want me to call. <laughs> I'll be screaming at the top of my life because you're not doing that shit to me, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because I'm not a bottom. Mm-hmm. See, and that's, that's that's the issue that, that we run in is, is that trying to find an understanding because obviously you don't have to be a bottom. There's no requirement in life for you to be one way or the other. But as we deal with other people trying to get an understanding for like what makes you tick once again, that conversation is really good. I wish this book would have maybe handled it a little bit deeper into the psychology to find out what makes a bottom tick. What about that degradation and humiliation? What grounds you? Because obviously you are riding a line with what we do that we can slip into self-abuse and uh, attracting these things to you because you have low self-worth and you just want to be treated like shit because you think you're a shitty person. That exists. That Don't is stare hard at that me because that does that not is, apply here. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking, <laughs> God damn it, you know what I mean. Okay, fine, I'll stare at, at, at the kneecap. Um, so, but I think it's really important to, to get into what is the psychology of somebody who does like that to find out is that a healthy place that you're coming from? Like, what is? Because I don't relate to it. Abyss, I think, was pretty eloquent in, in, in explaining the kind of Zen, that meditation, because I've experienced that, seeing, witnessed that in a lot of people that I've, I've played with who've bought to me. So, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen some more, a little more psychological. Right. I just, I just, by the end of the book, I just felt like there should have been more. Right. You know, and like I said, that's why I say eh, C plus. Yeah, it's a good read. You know, um, it was informative in a lot of ways. Uh, some of it was repetitious in terms mm-hmm. of it was all in the topping book. Right. You know, um, but hey, you know, you people out there want to write a book, going to mm-hmm. make money. Let's show both sides. Repeat some of the same sentences, you know, um, and, I, and I get that and I understand that. But. I just felt like the impression I got from the book was they were looking at it as you could not be, you know, a submissive 24-7. This is, this is very know, basic. You could be a I'm, I'm, I'm kind of flipping through it, and it's, yeah. it's, de- it's definitely very basic. It's, it's, it may be... Uh, so not a decent... But a basic book so not would a, not be talking about degradation. Right. I just don't understand that yeah, they're they talking. Had little, they had little See, that's more of the romance. A lot of the like early fantasies in BDSM is like, right. oh, I'm supposed to be humiliated and at their feet, and you know, so it just maybe misses the mark yeah. a little when bit. When humiliation and degradation is probably it's, it's edge edgy, play. <laughs> probably yeah. the most it's not edge play. A new be- person should be doing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'd be willing to get cut before I had someone do that shit. Oh yeah. Well, oh, look at that. C plus, yeah. you say, eh? C plus on the uh, yeah, the bottoming book. So, and uh, our viewers, absolutely, if you have uh, read this book already, by uh, by all means, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on the book. If you agree with Natisse, if you do not agree with Natisse, I don't think she'll really give a fuck, but you can send <laughs> it in, and we'll be happy. Natisse, absolutely. Yeah. Another Thank splendid. Thank you much. Another splendid. Give r- me r- a better book. R- <laughs> 
Wait, yeah, we got to pick an uh, pick another book. Uh, oh, what about the the roses one? Have you screw read? the screw the, the ro- roses? That is a really thorns? standard. Let's let's maybe do that one. That's a have good all encompassing. I think, I think I we have, have. I have a copy of it. If we don't have one here at Threshold, screw the th- screw, screw the, whatever screw that. Screw the roses. Give me, give thorns. me the thorns. Actually, I've heard a lot of good things yeah. about that book. I would love to see you rip that apart. Would you be willing to do that? Okay. All right we'll then. Do. We will get you in here next goddamn month. There's always a kink you don't know about yet, so let's learn one now on Fetish Roulette. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> have you ever wondered? Count Boogie, how low can you actually go? Oh, God. How low can you take the bar? How basic, primal, immature? <laughs> Let's find out, goddammit. <laughs> I will start with this. Does it warm the cockles of your heart when someone sits on your face and... No. <laughs> no. In intimate moments with your lover, do you like the smell of to hover? When goes, do you like, does it make you happy? Does it give you a boner? Pussy tickle? Do you like farts? Then perhaps... You may be into a proctophilia. I'm leaving. <laughs> Red. <laughs> a proctophilia. Stop it. This is the. <laughs> this is the paraphilia which people are sexually aroused by flatulence. You picked it, not me. Therefore, uh, a proctophilia. Files are said to spend an abnormal amount of time thinking about farting and flatulence, having reoccurring intense sexual urges and fantasies involving farting and flatulence. All right, you've described it. Let's move on because do we even need to talk about this? I look. He's like, I researched this. I researched this. <laughs> and surprisingly, this is not gender specific. It was said by a lot of people that this was something that only men uh, were really interested in. Uh, uh, and yeah, it is true. A lot of men, uh, a lot of gay like, groups um, are really into face sitting and farting. But there are uh, a lot of women that really love. I saw one that uh, a profile girl was really just cute. And she's like, one of her fetishes was when daddy sits on my face and farts. You know, that's her thing. So we have an instinct reaction. We make a lot of jokes. This is someone's fetish. This is something a lot of people there. There were like 50 FetLife groups dedicated to sniffing farts there was uh fart sniffers fart on my face please face sitting and farting all about female farting gay farts and ass slaves just to name a few thousands of uh, people into this fetish so what is the attraction tried to look up as much as i could in the only information that i have because obviously they don't do a lot of studies on this it's pretty much the same uh type of fetishism as people who are into strong body odors and or foot odors, you know, the foot, like people who like feet are not necessarily just like feet because they're cute, but they actually like the smell of the feet because there is a small part 
uh, I guess by the amygdala, this the, whatever the sexual processing part of the brain. I, um, I hear you, and literally in my head, all I'm thinking is ew, 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 ew. <laughs> I just like pressing the. Be- <laughs> just looking. <laughs> wait, 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 Kathy, Kathy, look me in the eye. No, Kathy. Ugh. I can't even laugh at this. This is just so vile to me. Farts are funny, but well, it really is that for some people, uh, smells. The part of their brain that processes their sexual desires is very close to the place that defines smell. And they talk to each other. So in some places, <laughs> if they're extra close to each other, then those signals cross and strong smells actually uh, equate to arousal. So people that are into this, obviously, you know, farts are funny. We make a lot of jokes, but it for people who are into this fetish, Quack. it's really... Um, it's really difficult because there's once again there's so much social. Oh sure, know. it's it's like anybody who is involved in scat play. Scat play, or, or I mean anything, pee pee play. The stuff that the, the majority stu- of people on this planet find disgusting, you're going to have a hard time of it if you actually find it sexually arousing. No doubt about it. It's tough, <sighs> but oh my god, <laughs> I can you know strong body odors unless you've had no deodorant on and taken no showers it's the most it's disgusting and vile but I can understand somebody liking the natural smell of any part of another human being's body but that is such a disgusting smell to you yeah that I to find you. it hard now, to understand now then you got little kids okay one of the, the I had a friend I won't I won't give the name it was years ago they were a friend and they talked about a story about when she was a little girl and like her uncle would fart right next to her and like what cracked up the whole family is she would sniff and she would go mmm eggies because it smelt like boiled eggs and she liked boiled eggs and we would just yeah. You know, get drunk and stoned and laugh about <laughs> well, that. Well, there's a difference. But I mean, well, there's a, a that 12 year old boy in all of us that will laugh at all these fart oh, jokes, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but there's a difference between laughing at something and being sexually aroused. Yeah, by I, it. my my fucking ex husband uh, used to love to Dutch oven. <gasps> no, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Pull the covers over your head, yeah. you know, or d- does he did he do it when you were sleeping? Oh, he yeah yeah yeah, and my what a my, douche! Oh yeah, he. <laughs> I don't like this guy already. <laughs> my ex husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiot. Well, he used to do that, and then like I know like a lot of my guy friends who would like they'd hold it. God, I have so many immature friends. Mm. They would hold a fart <laughs> until like they're getting ready to get out of my car, fart into my car, and then slam the door and run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, again, that's funny. There are so many people who like that kind of humor. Okay. I just don't get the sexual. Who question. here? I don't even have to look at Unger because I just got to know. Who here has lit their farts on fire? Thank you, Unger. Sam? Ne- Natisse? <laughs> you ever let your ever never let your I think it's a guy thing. No, okay. Anger lights everything on fire. Because farts are methane and it yeah. is a gas and literally I've blown we used to have contests when I was a teenager you eat broccoli and smoke cigarettes and drink right, caffeine yeah. and literally that big a fireball yeah. 2 3 feet. My, my again, just like a little atom bomb. Again, my ex-husband and my ex-roommate they would yeah. light and farts. I used to have videos. It is kind of dangerous because yeah, it's a gas it's, and you can burn your asshole. Yeah. If How the did fire we go from talking there? about the paraphilia into the humor aspect of it? Because it's because funny. It is Because none of us want to talk about it. Well, <laughs> the well, paraphilia. I mean, we've, we've kind of talked it to the point <laughs> where none of us really. None of us no, get I it. I mean, I will say, though, 
understanding the brain, and I think this is really important to understand that this is how brains are, that brains are wired differently, sometimes slightly, sometimes uh, more significantly. I think you're right. It's important to keep that in mind because otherwise we can, it's very easy, and I'll admit I do this too, it's very easy to uh, shame people like that and laugh at them and have heavy judgment about them until you understand the science of it, until you understand why it happens. Sure. I look at it this way. It may not be my kink, and as long as you are not non-consensually hurting someone, dude, you do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever. Get her done. Get her done. You fart in my face, so it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> 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 and on that. Mm-hmm. That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing... Get your hand away from that keyboard. This perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. I'm not going to go on if you keep doing that. Thank you to all of our guests who are here. Thank you to Mark <laughs> and Unger Woo-hoo. and everybody in the chat room Woo-hoo. and Sam Woo-hoo. and our lovely Natiz for that great book review Woo-hoo. and every one of the, co-ho- uh, the hosts except for Boogie right? with his finger on the button. Fuck that guy. The views of Boogie do not necessarily reflect those of Kathy and Abyss. Even when they come out of my ass. Which normally he talks out of. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, my friends, serious, this is how we do it here on Perverted Podcast. I'm sure I'll get some complaints. I'm not even pressing the button anymore. I'm not going to press that button. Not even going to happen again. Did you just lose it halfway there? I got nothing. <laughs> I thought it was a great show. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Check out the new website, pervertedpodcast.com. We've just rebuilt. Thank you for all the lovely comments and everything, suggestions, whatever. Be safe with your Pokemons. Be safe. Please, please look around when you fucking walk looking for these fucking things. Have fun, for God's sakes. I don't trust Mark. All right, then, fine. We will see you next week. God damn it. We're out of here. Woohoo! Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh.